On this episode of the podcast, we're going to talk about leadership, executive leadership and board of director leadership, how the connection, the relationship with those two really important roles really, really matters for camp and some of the keys to good governance and how to keep those relationships strong and maximizing your impact at camp. Welcome to the Sacred Playgrounds Podcast, where we dive deep into theology, research, and practical wisdom for camps, retreat centers, and other key ministry spaces. I'm your host, Jared Rendell, camp enthusiast and part of the Sacred Playgrounds team. This podcast features Dr. Jake Sorensen, a scholar and practitioner who's helping leaders think more deeply about outdoor ministry and the impact it's making. Wonder with us what God might have in store at your Sacred Playground. everybody welcome to the playground uh it's jared and jake episode let's see three of the second season of the podcast jake how are you i am doing fantastic my friend how are you today jared i'm well i am well um i'm all in on the fall weather i'm wearing sleeves and just got me thinking about kind of uh, seasons uh, you know seasons again and as we think about camp what is going on what kind of there's of course there's this seasonality and we that's part of what we like about outdoor ministry we're not doing the same thing all the time it kind of goes through these seasons i think that's a good thing i thrive in that kind of environment are you are you like that too like you're oh, in yeah. on the on the seasons oh yeah i'm all about the seasons and you know i've said before on here that fall is my favorite season um, for all sorts of different reasons um but in terms of camp um fall was always the fun time for me when i was um a director um where i really got to take stock of how things went and how things were currently going because fall was never a slowdown season there was always a ton of retreat and conference activity uh, mm-hmm. at the camps that i worked at um but to to really to really have a little bit of headspace to say okay how did we do and what is this going to look like going forward and how can we re-envision um how things are going to go or or do we need to go back to um things like strategic planning and things like that so it it gives it gives a great time to to think through some of those things and to do some evaluation work. So we talked in the last episode about one of the key relationships is this relationship between like this handoff relationship between our, you know, our summer camp ministry and kind of the rest of the season. And so a, a lot about the partners that we might be handing things off to today. The plan is to talk about another kind of key, key relationship and set of relationships between our executive leaders or executive directors or whatever name we might call that and our board of directors. Um, Cause that's a really important relationship. And to our point about the seasonality, this is a time where, where often big important board meetings are happening, whether that is because there are changes or it's time to set budgets, obviously, you know, pretty soon here um, and things like that. It's a big time for, for that particular relationship. It's a crucial time. And, and, and really this, this is, it's it's hard to always say this is the most important relationship, but it's certainly in a nonprofit. It is the most important relationship. The relationship between the executive and the board of directors is the most important relationship. You know, on this podcast, we focus mostly on um, program stuff 
and, and talking about program and program evaluation and looking at the summer staff experience, the camper experience, things like that. And, and, you know, talking about the, the oversight of the entire organization is, is an important piece of camping ministry um, that not everybody really thinks through. Um, and I, I've had a lot of friends that um, have been in that situation where, you know, they love camp. They love the philosophy of camp. They understand the ministry of camp. They understand what we were talking about um, last time on the podcast in terms of partnerships with the home, partnerships with congregations. They do all those things really, really well. And then they get thrust into the leadership role and they discover that directing a camp is more than just about the program and the ministry. Uh, you're, you're directing a nonprofit business. Um, and that takes a certain set of skills. Um, and um, the relationship right. with the board is incredibly important because you're not just um, out there by yourself, right? It's not a for-profit company that you can just run. Um, the relationship with the board is incredibly important. And so that partnership, um, I think, is a crucial thing for us to talk about today. It is. And this is, to name it and claim it, this is a hard time. This in what we've all just come through in things we've brought up here on the on the podcast, a good handful, whether that's, you know, staff mental health or, or staff retention and transitions and how hard recruiting has been and and all these things. It's a hard time to be in that kind of position, too. Right. Absolutely. There's there's been a lot of turnover. You know, we've talked about that uh, mm-hmm. because people have been burnt out. Um, and that goes for both people who are serving on the board of directors, um, but also people in executive leadership. Um, they've, they've spent a lot of their social capital. Um, trying mm-hmm. to keep things afloat, uh, trying to get donations in during a difficult time, uh, trying to put COVID protocols in place when the public might be resistant in some yeah. ways uh, to things yeah. like that. So, so, so trying to to get through some of those things has required a lot of our executive to spend some uh, some social capital, um, and mm-hmm. that has resulted in a lot of the transition, um, and that uh, puts stress on the leadership of these different camps, and. Um, so, so talking about a positive relationship, I think is, is really important, um, cause we don't want people to get burnt out. Um, and we also want to make sure that expectations are clear. That's one of the key things that I've, that I've found in working with camps across the country is that, um, a lot of times difficulties, challenges, stresses are based on lack of communication or miscommunication and a misunderstanding of expectations. The board of directors thinks they're getting a certain skill set or thinks that this person understands a certain direction for the organization. And the sure. executive sometimes thinks the same thing of the board or mm-hmm. misunderstands uh, what the bo- the role of the board is. Um, and so in some of these small organizations, especially camps that, you know, only have one, two, three, five full-time staff members, you know, they're, they're small organizations. Um, and, and so they don't always have good governance in place um, and good practices um, uh, in terms of a relationship between the board of directors um, and the executive and the rest of the staff. And so um, we can really benefit from um, some of the some of the folks that have written about the nonprofit sector um, and some of the consultants that are out there that that really do this work with boards of directors mm-hmm. and executives. Um, and so, you know, we come to this podcast, you know, knowing a lot about camp and the operations of camps. But I, I do want to say that there are people who are specifically invested in this relationship between mm-hmm. the executive and the board. And that's not yeah. us necessarily, right? We do all sorts of things with camps. Um, but there are some some people that 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 do this really, really well, and those consultants should be um uh should be attended to. And so, I mean, I, I lift up people like Joan Gary. Um 
She's a, a fantastic nonprofit consultant um, who's written a ton of stuff about good governance of nonprofits. Um, and then more specifically for the camping world, um, our colleague Keith Johnson, um, who served right. um, at Luther Ridge Luther Rock for years mm-hmm. um, and many other camps throughout the network. Um, he is now uh, the board coach, you know, and so he does consulting with with boards of directors and he works with camps a lot and, and is really helping them up their game. And so uh, he's got some great stuff. And so uh, you can find Joan Gary um, on her website. It's just Joan Gary. Um, Gary is G-A-R-R-Y. And then um, Keith is the board coach, just the board I think. So um, two great resources that I encourage people to to look into. Great. Yeah, that's really helpful as folks, because I, I well. Like I said, I've been thinking. I've been thinking about this a handful lately. I've got a, a good friend who is similar to to what you were saying. Is is sort of that story where we like we were counselors together, and I eventually stepped into this director role, and so much passion and so much skill in in so many things. But no, she's never run a business before. They're in a spot now where where she's transitioning out. And it's time for a change there. And so this is a really crucial time for, for this board <laughs> there. I, I was speaking with their, their board chair some, and this wasn't a, a role that this board chair had asked for, which is often some of the best board chairs are the ones who are a little reluctant and, and they're, they're so good. And that is, that's the case here. Um, but they are, they are waiting through a lot right now. So this connection, this relationship between, um, between the board and this director and then how that affects and impacts and is connected to the the broader constituency and connection of camp is just front and center right now. And so I'm yeah. feeling this in my in my bones a little bit how how important this is right now. And you you bring up such an important point because the stakes are high, right? Like these they are really are these are organizations that so many people care about, and you're talking about uh, an organization that you care deeply about. You know uh, that you have a personal relationship with, um, and when we talk about the stakes being high, we really do mean the governance of organizations and the existence of these organizations um, because the organizations themselves are put at risk when we have dysfunction in the board and the leadership. Um, and some of these difficult, difficult transition times can, can really spell deep challenges or even disaster for, for some of these camps. And so that's why the, you know, getting help is really important um, and getting consultants in because sometimes you get these board members who they come in and they think they know what's best and they really push um, for uh, for changes that they want to see happen. And then they're off the board. Right. And then other people have to deal with those uh, those consequences. And so getting good board members is, is incredibly important. But having that good relationship with the board and having the, the, the good division of responsibilities is incredibly important. So we're going into all these different topics. I think I think it'd probably be helpful to to go into things one by one. And to to talk about yeah. uh, some of the basics of good governance, yep. uh, because the, it, those can get they, they can get lost when when a board is saying, oh, my gosh, we don't have an executive. We need somebody in place. Hey, that person was great. Remember how great of a summer staff person they were um, and they were the summer program director last year. Um, it just makes sense for that person to step into that role, um, even though they might be ill prepared. And so how can we how can we help some of these transition happen? And, you know, I think of my own story. and. The first time that I served as a, as a director of a camp, I was 23 years old and I had very little experience at, at that level of leadership and really had no business in that role. Um, I was thrust into that role. Now, thankfully, 
I had a very good board of directors and a very supportive board chair who was there to work with me and to help me through these things um, during during that difficult time of transition. Um, but not everybody has those those positive relationships and, and it can it can get sour really fast. So, yeah, um, I, th- I think talking about good governance is really important. Let's take a really quick break and then let's come back to that. Let's do two things. Let's talk about some of those elements of good governance. And then uh, let's talk about one of the, you know, one of the things that might help the pathway to get there to, to enable some of those pieces. All right, we'll be right back. Oh my word, I remember this one summer at camp. Do you have a story that starts like that? Everybody's got a good camp story to share. We're going to create some space right here on the Sacred Playground podcast to share some of those camp stories. Maybe they are crazy. Maybe they're an incredible God moment. Maybe they're hilarious or inspiring or altogether unbelievable. We'd love to hear your camp story. So all you do to submit it is fill out a quick form at sacredplaygrounds.com slash camp story. Share a couple of words, and then there's a spot right there to attach your audio recording file of two minutes or less, and there's a chance that could get featured here on the podcast. We'd love to hear your story. It's a really good one. All right, welcome back. All right, so Jake, here's here's the plan, right? We're going to talk about some of these elements of good governance, four of them in particular, four keys toward some good governance and and then kind yeah. of a pathway to enable that. Right. Yeah, I think I think starting out with um, our understanding of the roles of the board and the executive director, and specifically the board and the board chair, because I've I've heard this um, this me- metaphor or analogy before, um, and and Joan Gary has used it, Keith Johnson, and other people have used it. I don't know if 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 Joan Gary came up with it or if somebody else did, but it's this idea of co-pilots that the board chair and the executive director are co-pilots, and they are navigating this organization together. Um, I've also heard it as twin engines, you know, of a, of a twin engine plane that there's the, the board engine and there's the executive sure. engine. Um, and so, you, you know, kind of pick your metaphor there, but they're both flight metaphors. Apparently we're flying planes. Yeah. But, but the importance of keeping those things in balance, right? I mean, either, either one that you think about, like uh, sometimes the co-pilot has to take over. Sometimes the pilot is in charge, right? And in, in terms of the two engines, they both have to be functioning properly. Otherwise, one has to compensate and overfunction, right? And right. so I, I think both of those things are, are, are good metaphors mm-hmm. to use. And so just borrowing from, from Keith Johnson's stuff, as he talks about um, four keys to a strong board and executive director relationship, the first one that he says is trust and mutual respect. Um, and so really building that trust and, and 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 that happens over time right that we that we trust one another and that we respect one another and we show that respect and trust to one another um when we're in person and when we're not in person um and we build that through through our meetings through retreats things like that um the second one is the clear roles and expectations and so make sure mm-hmm. that you know what role is the executive's role and what things are the board's role because they're two separate things and there's overlap but there are some things that are very clearly the board's role the board sets mission and vision and expectations for the organization mm-hmm. right the executive supervises the staff and so you should never have the board 
trying to say to a program director or a, the administrator or anybody like that what they should be doing because that's the executive's role, right? So we want to make sure there's a division of roles um, and that each one is is um, it understands what their role is, uh, the board's role, the executive's role, all right? Number three is to make sure that you have capable and committed board members. And so um, this is about board recruitment. Um, sometimes people are just chosen because, you know, they're willing to serve. That's certainly an important piece of it. But there, <laughs> there are other important um, uh, requirements for board members um, if, if they're going to serve on a board. Um, and both uh, Joan Gary and Keith Johnson go through these. And so uh, to really identify people who are capable of uh, serving on your board and that they're committed, they're going to show up to meetings, they're going to they're going to do the follow through uh, on things that they said they were going to follow through on and so forth. And the fourth one, the one that I, I, I would most like to focus on is th this key of mutual accountability and mutual support. And the mutual accountability, I think I think I want to focus on this one because when we have mutual accountability, that can help us with the other of the three keys. Mm -hmm. And so you can really build trust and mutual respect if you understand your roles and you're holding each other accountable to those those roles. Um, and so we're, we're not being suspicious or saying, oh, this person should be doing this. Um, you got to tell the person that, right? There has to be a system in place for accountability. Um, the clear roles and expectations, we review these things and we, we hold each other accountable to these things um, when we do the, the, the fourth key. Really, the key piece of this mutual accountability and support is to ensure that you have a process in place for review. And Keith Johnson calls it a mutual review plan. You might call it an annual review or an evaluation. Um, I like the idea of the mutual review that he talks about because it's not just the board evaluating the executive director. The board is also being evaluated. They need to evaluate their own roles and um, their self-understanding of how they're doing and get some feedback. They both need feedback. How is this relationship going? How are we doing? Um, am I meeting expectations? Um, it's really important for the executive director to be able to understand that. What are the things that are being expected of me? Um, because they're not always stated. Sometimes board members come in thinking that an executive director should do this and this and this and this and this. Sometimes that's based on what they personally feel. Sometimes that's based on what a pr previous executive director did and how that person functioned. <laughs> and so now uh, the board member is projecting these things onto a new executive director without stating them, without saying, this is what we need you to do. It's really important that the board uh, set the expectations for the executive director, but they need to be stated clearly so that the executive director knows what they are uh, responsible for and what they should be focusing on. Um, and sometimes this comes through with things like a strategic plan. Um, and so, so making sure there's a strategic plan in place. Uh, but if there's not, at least an annual plan that the board can say, this is what we are expecting of you. Um, so that there's not the, the situation where the executive simply doesn't know that they're not meeting expectations. And I've seen this before. And it's so sad when you've got an executive director that feels like things are going well, feels like the ministry is going well, that, that developing partnerships with congregations and, and, and the camp is going, going well and the operations seem to be going well. And the board, meanwhile, wants them out. And I've seen executives get fired 
it being a, a real question mark. What happened? Why was this the case? Right. Um, was it a, was it personality issues? Um, and it's really hard to know sometimes, and it can be really ugly for the entire organization because um, when the executive leaves, uh, a lot of times relationships are are ruptured. So um, having this mutual review plan helps provide the accountability, um, but it also helps make sure that the expectations are there up front. So I really appreciate the mutual word in front of that because sometimes accountability can be a scary word. It feels like a feels like a boss and subordinate words sometimes. I mean, we, we come in with just that little bit of, of gut about, oh, I have to be held accountable. It takes a little bit of reframing, and especially if that can happen early, even in hiring, right? Or, or in, these, in these early first reviews where we can reframe that word together because we're so partnered, we're so twin-engined together that, um, that we're facing the same direction, right? That's the nice thing about, you know, about our, our airplane analogy is it's all about moving the same direction together. And so when we do that mutually, it, it reframes the word for us. It sets it as a different, here's my annual review that is sort of this corporate feeling thing. And instead, it's about, oh, we're doing this together and we're doing this for the sake of each other. That helps a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, I think it's incredibly important that it is mutual. You know, then, then the board understands their role as well, because I've been approached by board chairs saying, what do I do? How do I do this better? I have the feeling that something is wrong with the organization and I don't know how to fix it. And I'm in this role and I care about this camp. How can I help my executive director succeed? You know, and so there's a, there's, <laughs> there comes to be this feeling of powerlessness um, and simply having a system in place that says this is your role and how are you doing in this role? How are you feeling through this? And having that up front can can really help facilitate a discussion. When Keith talks about the review process and doing this mutual review plan, um, first it's it's mutual. It's the the executive director and the board do it. Second, it's annual, so it's expected. You always do it at the same time every year. And the reason that we're doing this episode now is that most nonprofits and most camps do it at the end of the year. So to do this annual review plan in October or November. So that you can present it to one another and have a discussion about it in late November or December, or at least by early January, to really talk about how the how the review went. But third, that you have to allow time to listen to each other. So you don't just do a survey <laughs> or something like that and say, okay, here's the numbers. Um, because you want to talk through, okay, what does this mean? Um, what did you mean when you said that I need to be doing better at this specific thing? Help me understand how I can do better there. And so it, it can lead into a deeper conversation. Um, and the same with the yeah. board. Um, the, the board members are, are not feeling like they're, for example, they're not feeling like their abilities are being used. And so they, they don't know what their role on the board is. Well, that's a real problem when you're trying to have active and invested board members. We need to help them feel included as well. So how can we use their gifts and talents on the board itself? Mm -hmm. And so uh, the mutual review process can help bring some of those things out. And you can have conversations around those things. So time to listen to each other. And then finally, that the evaluation is based on predetermined criteria. So making sure that those things are up front right away. Those should be in the job description of the board members, in the job description of the executive, um, so that they know exactly what they're going to be evaluated on. And they can look forward to the process because they want to get mm -hmm. better. 
They want the organization to get better and they want to strengthen the relationship and the partnership board to executive. And we don't want there to be a, a point in time where the miscommunication happens or the lack of communication happens and then something is a surprise. And so mm-hmm. no executive should ever get surprise fired. That should never happen. It should right. always be a long time right. coming. You should always mm-hmm. know, oh boy, something's not right here. And both parties should know that. So then when it gets time to, uh, to transition, it's clear this wasn't a good fit because sometimes it's not a good fit, right? Sometimes we have executives that, that, that don't fit right in the role that they're in. Um, mm-hmm. But this shouldn't be a surprise to them. You know, they shouldn't find this out yeah. at a board meeting. It shouldn't be, okay, right. turn in your keys right now. You know, that is what really hurts relationships and really hurts, hurts an organization. Whereas if yeah. you have a process in place and you understand these are the expectations and here's how maybe you're not right for this place because you're not meeting these expectations or these are not your gifts at this particular time. Maybe it's time to transition to another place, you know, and we can do that with grace and respect, um, which doesn't always happen in the church. And that's what's so sad. You know, we really have to respect the humanity of people and the gifts of people. Not everybody has the same gifts. You know, we hear this all the time in the Bible, right? There's, you know, different people have different gifts. Right. And those different gifts work together to build up the body of Christ. First Corinthians chapter 12, Romans chapter 12. Pick your Pauline letter, right? And so do your gifts fit for this particular place? An annual review can help affirm that and, and, and yeah. say, yes, you do fit. Yes, you are our person. And here's mm-hmm. where we're going to help you get better. Here's where we need a little more from you. You're focusing on this thing. We need to shift a focus over to this spot because this, this has been neglected in this past year. That can help everybody do better. Doing this is win across the board. Right, because a span of something happens. Either we learn something that we need to change, we learn something and we need to make a big change, or probably most often to what you just said, it's affirmation that, yep, this is good. We're going to keep doing a bunch of what we're doing and we're going to take a step up here and here because there are also all these other circumstances, COVID or take your pick. There are all these other things that have gone on in, in the course of a year. So, so all that to say, the reality is this is often a thing that's left by the wayside. These reviews. They, they get left by the wayside. They get dropped. So if anything, our call here is to not underestimate the importance and value of that and what you and what you learn out of that. Jake, you were, I mean, part of why we were talking about this, we talked about the seasonality, but, but people ask, right? People have, people have asked us about some things. And, and a lot of times it's around that they're, they're not sure how to set up the system. They know they need to do this, but like when it actually comes down to it, how we do it. And so one of the things that gives foundation and all the stuff we're doing at Sacred Playgrounds is, is kind of helping that listening, enabling that listening and, and helping research and gather information so that we can listen well. And so as we've gotten asked about these kinds of things, we built a way to, to enable that, built a way to get to these four keys and particularly this last one of setting up this review and building kind of a, a, some tools to set that up, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so this is what I would say in terms of in terms of action steps, like if you're listening right now and you're an executive, you're a board chair, you're a staff member, whatever. The first thing to ask, is there a system for annual review in place? If there is great, then you can ask a follow up. Is it adequate? Um, Could we could we use a refresher on this? 
But if the answer is no, then make this a priority and insist on this. As an executive, insist that your board review you and your performance <laughs> annually and that they review themselves. This is part of your role to help the board thrive. If you're a board chair and you're listening to this and you don't have the review process in place, get this review process in place. It doesn't have to be complex. It really doesn't. I mean, it can be a very simple um, evaluation tool. Um, it can be open-ended questions. Um, it can be, you know, I, I like having some, you know, kind of a base uh, yeah. quantitative survey questions so that you can circle a number one through five on how they're doing things like that. I, I really like setting things up that way. And I, and I think it can help um, an executive understand where they're doing better than in other places. Um, but have something in place so that there is a chance for each of the board members to review the executive director in a, in a you know, a, a sort of an anonymous way um, so that it's not just, OK, we're going to go around the table and you're going to tell the executive director how they're doing. That is really challenging. Right. And that should be happening anyway. But to, to have a very formal review process, that's what I'm talking about, a formal annual <laughs> review process that you do every year. And a, a lot of a lot of your um, organizations require this. Like it's probably written into your your constitution or bylaws <laughs> that you will review the person annually. And so, so make sure that you've got that in place if you don't. Um, and to, to your point, um, yes, we offer help with that. And because it's such an important piece of good governance, we have some tools that we can provide. Um, and we also um, will work with individual organizations to develop tools specifically for your organization. Mm -hmm. And so any way that we can help enable this and, and uh, help strengthen the relationship between the executive director and the board, we will do. Um, any way that we can help our executive directors succeed, help our board members succeed by you know, understanding the expectations and understanding how they're doing. Everybody craves this. They want to know how they're doing in this role. Am I doing it yeah. well? And how can I improve specifically? So being able to set those things up and to your, your point about some of the numbers, this is where numbers tell stories, right? So like you said, they can you know, sort of scale this out. The other thing that does is allow us to year over year compare and see, you know, and see shifts and see changes. That's part of where data gets fun. So if you need a hand, whether it's not set up or you've decided, you know, it's, it's time for a tweak, we had people ask. And so we, we kind of built it. And so like Jake said, there's some different ways that we can that we can do that. We set up a, just a page to grab the possibilities at sacredplaygrounds.com slash director eval. And so it, it's kind of got three um, packages where we can help you a lot or we can help you a little or we can help you design. So if that's interesting, uh, you can find that there. We'll pop that in the show notes. We'll put some links to both Joan Gary and Keith Johnson's things yes. in there as well. So you can go right and, you know, and find those and click on those and dig deeper. Yeah. I mean, to be clear, like we do evaluation stuff and we want to help enable this. If you need a deeper dive and consulting, go to Keith Johnson, go to J Joan Gary's site, um, go to some of your other consultants that, that do this professionally. Thanks everybody. We'll see you next time on the Sacred Playgrounds podcast. Thanks for listening to the Sacred Playgrounds podcast. This episode was produced by me, Jared Rendell, and featured Dr. Jake Sorensen, lead researcher and founder at Sacred Playgrounds, LLC. Our theme music was written and performed by Taylor Wilson. 
You can find his original songs wherever you get your music. Learn more and connect with the Sacred Playgrounds team at sacredplaygrounds.com.